Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. We've all been through quite a rough couple of years with this pandemic. And if there's an important thing that we've all gotten out of it, it's how important it is to take care of ourselves, our mental health, our physical health, our immunity, but also our emotional health. You're listening to Project Loving Myself podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hi, this is Sanaya. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode, How to Get Started on the Journey of Wellbeing. If you are new to this podcast, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for taking this time out of your life to go on a journey of self-love and self-discovery. I am your host, Sanaya, and I'm here with you every step of the way. I want to start today's episode reminding you of something that is very, very key to this entire podcast. The understanding that the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship you have with yourself which essentially means you have to be your own priority. If there's one thing that really got me started on my journey of well-being, it was that choice to make myself, my self-development, my personal growth, my connection with myself, my priority, and to devote time each and every day towards myself, whether it is through self-care, whether it's through meditation or learning something new. It is something that I have committed to every single day of my life. And I encourage you as fellow travelers on this Project Loving Myself journey that perhaps it's time to be a little bit more self-dedicated, to prioritize yourself, to make yourself matter. So today I have five tips for you on how to get started on that well-being journey. My first tip for you is to be you. As Liz Wee, one of our guests in season one said, you should be unafraid, unapologetic for who you really are and stand by the truth, by your beliefs. What does that really mean? To me, it means that 
you aren't afraid to shine. You aren't afraid to share who you are. You aren't hiding. You aren't running away. You are confident about who you are. You understand yourself and you're willing to put yourself out there, which a lot of people find very difficult to do. There are three ways to feel confident about being you. The first way is to learn to love yourself, to get to know and understand yourself better. A great way to do that is start to be a little bit more mindful about the decisions and choices you make, to pay attention to emotions and feelings, to check in with yourself periodically through the day, to really be present in your life, to participate, to kind of understand, you know, is this what makes me happy? Am I enjoying what I do? Just sort of paying attention to yourself and and learning what your likes are, what your dislikes are, and then loving yourself for that, getting to know yourself. When you start dating someone, we invest all this time in kind of sharing ourselves and learning a lot more about them, their life story, their past relationships. You know, we invest a lot in the other person when we first start dating. So think of it as dating yourself, investing time and energy in understanding yourself better. The second thing that one must do when they really want to be themselves, they really want to kind of have that ability to be who they are and not be afraid of it, not want to hide from it, is to learn to believe in yourself, to gain confidence. Now, how do we do that? A lot of it has to do with essentially a process of trial and error. You try different things, you see what works for you, and that builds trust in yourself. You gain confidence. A great example of believing in yourself is my journey with motherhood. When I first gave birth to my child, I didn't really know what I was doing. I read whatever I could. I talked to friends. I took some classes to prepare myself for being a mother. But of course, it was nothing like actually having to do it. And as I tried out different things from breastfeeding to, you know, how to help my child sleep better, how to feed my child, kind of working with the different aspects of motherhood, there's some things I got right and there's some things that I could have done a little bit better. But in the process of it, I started to gain confidence. I started to recognize that, you know, it was a process of learning. It's something you get better at. And the more you do it, the more confidence you gain. By the time I had my second child, I was very, very comfortable with uh, motherhood. I knew what to do. I knew what resources I could tap into. I already had a support network. So the second time around, I was a lot more confident. And by the time I had my third child, It was like, okay, this is a piece of cake. This is a walkout in the park. And so really, it's all about doing the action, learning from it, and that gives you confidence. That builds trust in yourself. And the more you apply yourself, the more you actually take those steps forward and just do the things that may seem intimidating. They may seem like you can't do it, or it might seem like... You know, you'd never be able to be good enough to do something. You just got to go forward. You got to do it. You got to take action. And then as you make your way through navigating this new experience or skill or ability in your life, you learn, you build trust, you build confidence, and that gives you belief in yourself. 
And so it's a process. It's a process of ex- essentially participating in your life and, and not being afraid to try new things and learn new things. Okay. Not being stuck on getting things perfectly, but just with going in with the mindset that I'm here to learn and grow and to the be- do the best that I can. And the third thing that helps a person be truly themselves, be authentic, be real, is to kind of let go of their past, to forgive their past. Some of the things that we carry into our present and, and even into the future are regrets, our traumas, our resentments, our grudges, our betrayals, all the pain and hurt that we are carrying from these experiences that happened in a different time. You know, they were perhaps in our childhood. Maybe it happened when we were in college. Maybe it was a past experience with a friend or with with an ex-relationship. Our past relationships, our past experiences set up the expectation or the anticipation for what's going to happen next in our life. And when we come from a place of our difficulties and our challenges and all that pain and suffering that we're carrying from the past, then all we do is project that into our future. And we start to become overprotective or we start to avoid situations that might put us in those similar situations in our past. For example, if I have been betrayed over and over again in relationships, then my brain's going to tell me I should just not get into any relationships. Maybe I should focus on work. And that might make me a workaholic. That might make me avoid interacting with other people. That will put off me finding my soulmate. So at the end of the day, because of these experiences in our past, it affects what choices we make in the future. It affects how we spend our time. And we avoid things that we think will cause us pain, like relationships, even though we might actually want to be in a relationship. We might actually want to be with someone who we love, who could truly love us. And so often when we don't realize this, it's the events of our past, the patterns of our past that become our template or our expectation of what's going to happen in the future. And it is that expectation, that anticipation that actually brings those very similar experiences into our life because our thoughts are like magnets and we're just attracting what we're thinking or what we're fearing. Okay, so whatever we fear, we bring forward to us. Okay, but what we actually want, and if we focus on that, then that is what we would attract into our life instead. Going forward now to tip number two, your body is your temple. One of my guests in season one, Amanda Griffin Jacob said, your body is your temple and I try to keep it as clean as possible. So what Amanda was really talking about is self-care. There are various forms of self-care. Self-care isn't selfish. Self-care is self-full. It means that when you take care of yourself, you feel full, you feel replenished, you feel whole, you feel complete, and you actually have something to give people around you. You have something to give the world, okay? You're at your best creative capacity because you are fulfilled. You've taken care of yourself. You've given yourself what you need. You've attended to all your needs, which puts you in the best space to actually contribute to the world around you. Some of the ways that you could focus on your self-care 
would be through exercise, could be through a type of diet or focusing on your nutrition or adding juicing into your life, skincare, investing in your skincare, taking care of your skin, because your skin is kind of your face to the world. Okay? It is the reflection of what's going on internally. There's something I remember from college was I used to pull a lot of all-nighters when I was in university. Of course, I would wait to the last minute, like all the other students, to study for an exam in the morning. And I was living off of, you know, caffeine, really bad coffee that I would get at like the 7-Eleven. And I just wasn't taking care of my sleep or my well-being. And I remember there were times I would look in the mirror and my skin would just look gray to me. I would have like bad under eye bags. Sometimes I felt I just, you know, I looked like I hadn't slept all night. And really that was the case because I was pulling all these all nighters, you know, and I would just sleep through the weekend. I would barely sleep through the week. And I remember just never feeling like I was healthy, never feeling like I was energized. Okay. And it took me a little bit of maturity to recognize how important things like water and sleep and you know, taking care of myself were. I wish someone had taught me that when I was younger. Another way to take care of yourself is to make sure you have some time for relaxation, some time for meditation in your life. Relaxation and meditation are actually, for me, opposite sides of the same coin. Meditation is taking time to just connect with yourself. Relaxation is essentially finding the time to be yourself. Just relaxing, being, doing really nothing. And these are ways to also replenish your energies, the way to fill yourself up, fill your cup up. If you're always on the go and there's no slowing down, then a lot of different aspects of your life are going to get compromised. Okay, Your mental clarity, your emotional health, your physical well-being, okay? they're all connected to having that time to rest and relax. A fifth way of self-care is me time. Spend some time doing what you love. I was working with a client this weekend who was telling me how much he loved playing tennis. But with all the demands on his life from work to the different things going on with family and other responsibilities, which he, you know, he very much enjoyed and he felt um, those were important priorities for him. But he kept having to sacrifice his me time. And if he had the time, he would play tennis because that just gives him that extra boost of energy that he needs. It gives him that, that me time that makes him feel so good about himself. And one of the first things I told him is me time is important so that you have something to also give to other people. If you're doing something that puts you in a good mood, then your good mood spills over to everyone around you. Okay. Your mind is so much more relaxed and calm when there has been time for you to do something for yourself. So what is that one thing you can do for yourself every night? I have a friend who really is dedicated to her self-care regimen and in particular her skincare. So every night she kind of spends that time in her bathroom applying her different creams, doing maybe massage to her skin, and she spends a good time, like maybe 30 minutes or more, just 
taking care of her skin and herself. And that's also her me time. So you can actually combine some of these things and knock two things out at once. Okay, so find something that is important to you. For me, self-care is actually personal growth. Okay, so I like to learn things. I like to, you know, just learn something new every day. And that's what I do in my me time. Okay, I also like to read. I also like to listen to podcasts. So there are a variety of things that you might like to do and make it something consistent. Make it something that you can do on a daily basis. Because when you are paying attention to yourself, you won't feel drained by other people. You won't feel exhausted by other people. Okay? Most of us are often going through our lives giving to other people. Okay? Taking care of them. You know, perhaps it's at work. We're giving to our company. We're giving to our colleagues. There might be other people we're responsible for, our children, our spouse. So we're constantly giving giving our parents, it could be our siblings, but we need to receive. And self-care is our route to receiving, okay? Me time, meditation, relaxation, focusing on what you're eating, your exercise, your me time. These are all ways to receive because if you're not getting anything in and you're just putting out, it's just output, 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 then you're going to get to exhaustion, You're going to get to a point where you're completely stressed out. You're going to get to a point where you're depleted. You're essentially, you're run dry. There's nothing more to give and that's burnout. Or sometimes for some people that even leads to depression. And a final way of self-care to me is sleep, getting enough sleep. I know a lot of people are running on less than six hours of sleep and I, I can't speak to what's going on in your life. I'm sure that there are a lot of responsibilities and a lot of things that are, you know, tugging at your time. But I will say that if you aren't getting enough sleep, then it's very hard to have clarity. It's very hard to give your best to your life. And so I invite you to ask yourself the question, is it true that I really don't have time to sleep? Is it true that there's too many demands on my time that I can't even get a good seven hours of sleep every night, okay? Take a look. Maybe you just have to rearrange your schedule a little bit, but make sure you're getting enough sleep because without sleep, we actually aren't able to be rational in our life, okay? And chronic lack of sleep leads to a lot of different physical and emotional problems. All right, let's go to the next tip make lemonade. This is something I picked up from from a guest, uh, Rahul Laurel. He said, when life gives you lemons, don't just make lemonade. Make lemon tarts, lemon pie, use lemon to clean your walls. Everyone just thinks of lemonade, but there's so many things to do with lemons. Essentially, what Rahul was saying is that every time in life you have a situation that is unexpected, unanticipated, it is something that's different from what you wanted. It is a challenge. It's a difficulty. Okay. Don't just sit there and let it play out. Find the opportunity in it. One of my favorite questions to ask myself is. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What is the opportunity for growth that this negative or undesirable situation is presenting to me? Okay, so find the opportunity. It's like that saying, there's a silver lining in every dark cloud. Okay? You can also look for the lesson. What am I supposed to learn? How can I grow from this? Why is the situation happening to me? These are good questions to ask yourself. They actually give you a sense of empowerment because you aren't just receiving whatever negative situation is happening in your life, but you're actually working on maybe changing it, understanding it, learning from it. Okay. You're being active. You're being proactive. So find the opportunity, look for the lesson. And number three, get creative with solutions. I bet you that if you take every strange, uncomfortable, undesirable situation in your life and you kind of put your mind to it, you could come up with a pretty creative solution for it. It's just that normally we get so upset, angry, frustrated. We have all kinds of negative emotions when we're dealing with things that feel challenging or uncomfortable that we put our minds in the state of like so much negativity that we can't get creative. We can't be solution oriented. We're too busy complaining. We're too busy being upset with that situation that all our energy is tied up in that instead of being forward thinking, instead of thinking out of the box. So get your mind out of that negative vibration and rise up, lift yourself up from that feeling of being stuck or caught up in the drama of your situation and try to look at it more objectively. Try to think about, well, is there a different way to approach this? Is there a more creative way to deal with the situation? What if I did it differently this time? What would the result be like? There are so many different ways to use lemons in your life. It's all up to you. Now, tip number four is something that is inspired by what BJ Pasquale was actually the first person I ever interviewed on Project Loving Myself, season one, episode one. So tip number four is thinking about others. BJ Pasquale said, the key word now is intersectional. Everything just intersects. All these issues of Black Lives Matter, there were issues in Hong Kong at the time, the anti-terror bill. All of it was very controversial and even pride. All of these issues are intersectional and it all boils down to basic human rights. So this is about caring about people around you. It's being aware of what is happening in this world. 
kind of coming out of your bubble and being aware, being sensitive, being supportive of other communities, of other people. There are many ways to develop this ability to think about others. You could start by serving others, by helping them. Something really important to my husband is to give back. And so what he does is he orders food that different kinds of snacks and food and juice, sometimes milk, and then he packages it and he leaves these packs in our cars. And every time we are at, let's say, a stoplight, and if there's someone who is begging for money, for food, then we take out one of those packets and everyone is instructed, my driver, me, my husband, my mother-in-law, everybody knows that whenever we see someone in need, we roll down our window and give them this packet of food. And so this is his way of serving others, of helping people. He also dedicates himself to different um, communities where he can donate maybe medical equipment or something of the sort. So it is something that is very important for him to do. And each one of us may find a different way of giving back or helping others. So do what's comfortable to you, but find that one thing that you can do to contribute to another person. Another way of thinking about other people is having respect for others. We live in a world where there is so much discrimination, there is so much separation, there is so much that divides us, that it is more important today than ever to learn to appreciate differences, to have tolerance for other people's viewpoints, to listen to other people, to kind of close that gap. And it all starts with being able to respect other people, being able to say it's okay that they think differently. For me, it's okay that they look different. It's okay that they are doing things different from what I would do. And they're right in what they've chosen to do, and so am I. And so living in a world where we can peacefully coexist with each other is another way of thinking about other people. And finally, use your voice positively. What are the advocacies that you can really develop a commitment to? What would you like to create awareness about? You know, what would you like to say in this world to make a difference? And it could be through social media. It could be within your own family. It could be among a certain group or community. Okay, find a way to use your voice for the benefit of others, to uplift others, to support others, okay, to commit to some kind of an advocacy that is important to you. Whenever you engage in service, okay, you help others, but you also help yourself, okay, because service brings in humility. It brings in gratitude. It brings in compassion. There are a lot of powerful virtues that really help you to grow as a person. And so find that one thing that you can do to help other people, to be of service to other people. And it might be even something as simple as changing your mindset with how you are approaching different things in your life. For example, maybe at work, how can you be of service to other people? Or maybe at home, how can you be of service to others without sacrificing yourself or depleting yourself? Okay, how can I be of service to my community? Okay, just the mere intention of being of service to someone other than yourself 
really raises your vibration and it helps you in this well-being journey. And finally, inner work. Dr. Vicky Bello, also from season one, said, inside beauty will radiate, outside physical beauty will deteriorate. So do you want to be a radiate or a deteriorate? And so her point is that you can work as much as you want on that external beauty, and that is wonderful. But if you don't address the inner work, then you will be incomplete. Okay, so again, we're talking here about personal growth through inner work. There are a few ways I've already mentioned about working on yourself and focusing on you, making yourself the priority. And one of the key ways is really to heal your wounds, your pain, your past trauma. There's a ton of healing workshops, healing sessions, coaching sessions, you know, energy clearing sessions that you can do. It is very important to clean up as much as your inner world as it is to, you know, take care of your external self. We brush our teeth. We take a shower. We go for a haircut. These are all the things that we do for our external self, for our outward appearance. But we need to also take care of what's going on within us, what is going on inside of us. Okay. If you have fears or vices and you become aware of them, then confront them, release them. If you are afraid of something, are you afraid of death? Are you afraid of cockroaches? Are you afraid of failing? Are you afraid of being not good enough? Whatever may be your fear, if you become aware that that exists or there's a vice, there's a habit, there's something you keep indulging in and it's, you know, it's not good for you. Maybe it's gambling. Maybe it's uh, drinking too much. Maybe it's a pattern of uh, self-sabotage or destructive relationships. Whatever are your vices or your fears, okay? Look at yourself in the mirror. Be honest with yourself. Take accountability, take responsibility and work on them. Okay, work on those, what you might see as flaws. I see them as opportunities for personal growth, your fears, your vices. And as you start to let go of your fears and your vices, you can acquire so many more skills, talents, abilities, essentially virtues that make you the best version you can be so that you can keep learning and growing and moving towards like your best, most authentic happiest, highest vibration self. In knowing yourself, in understanding yourself and loving yourself, okay, what you end up creating is a more beautiful relationship with other people. I like to say on the podcast, the relationship you have with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship in your life. If you have a good relationship with yourself, you will mirror a good relationship with people around you. If you have a bad relationship with yourself, you'll probably see that very same pattern in your love life, in your family life, in your work life. Okay, just take a look. Don't take my word for it. Okay, take a look at the relationships you have with others and then take a look at the relationship you have with yourself. Are there similarities? Are there differences? Okay. Are you simply reflecting the relationship with yourself and your relationship with other people? It's probably the case. So take a look. And just by working on yourself and improving your relationship with yourself, you'll find that your relationships with other people 
are also going to improve. That brings me to the end of today's episode on how to get started on the journey of well-being. We started off talking about how the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship with yourself. And so I gave you five tips for working on that relationship with yourself, of being on that journey of self-love and self-discovery. Tip number one was being you, being your true, real, authentic self, not retouched, unfiltered, not hiding anything of yourself, but just being yourself completely. We then talked about tip number two, which is about self-care, making your body your temple and making these different aspects of self-care your priority, whether it's through exercise or skincare, meditation, me time, sleep, or even your diet. There's so many ways that you can pay attention to yourself and take care of yourself. Tip number three was making lemonade, taking every situation in your life and trying to find the opportunity, looking for the lesson and getting creative with any solutions in how you could best approach that particular situation or event in your life. Tip number four was thinking about others. We talked about service. We talked about respecting other people, being more tolerant, being more compassionate, and also finding what matters to us, finding our advocacy, using our voice positively to contribute, to serve others, to serve humanity. And tip number five was inner work, to be very conscientious. What are those wounds or pain or traumas, the fears, the vices? What are those things that are within us and they're unresolved? If we remember the things that hurt us, if we remember our traumas, if we keep talking about them or we blame other people for them, if we are aware of the fears that hold us back, if there are behaviors that we keep doing that are sabotaging us, that are holding us back, then it is our responsibility to clean it up. It is our responsibility to do the inner work. And the inner work can happen by participating in different workshops or programs, going to see a coach, going to see a theta healer, going in for any kind of healing, anything that appeals to you, as long as you have a tool that helps you and work on yourself, that helps you grow and eliminate these fears, these vices. It helps you heal those open wounds, those unresolved issues, those betrayals. They're just getting in your way. And once you can kind of clean up everything that is limiting you, blocking you, that's the obstacle in your path forward, then you can start working on acquiring those different skills, those abilities, those virtues that make you better than you were yesterday, that make you the person you want to be, that make you the person you want to show up as to the people that you love, to the people that matter to you. And so what we're really talking about is knowing yourself creates a relationship with yourself. And that relationship that you have with yourself ends up being the mirror of the relationship you have or the reflection of the relationship you have with everyone else in your life. And that is why it is so important to make sure you have that strong connection with yourself, that you really know and understand yourself. 
and that you are very self-aware, that you are mindful, that you are taking care of yourself in every way possible, emotionally, physically, mentally. Okay, we've all been through quite a rough couple of years with this pandemic. And if there's an important thing that we've all gotten out of it, it's how important it is to take care of ourselves, our mental health, our physical health, our immunity, okay? But also our emotional health, because the fears can eat us alive. If we are physically compromised in any way, we're more, more likely to get sick. And if we are mentally not in a good space, then any challenge, any difficulty becomes 10 times more difficult, 10 times more challenging. Okay? And so just by so taking that journey, which I call Project Loving Myself, is really the easiest, quickest way to living your absolutely best, most authentic life. It is about creating a life that you love. It's about making your dreams come true. It is about, about attracting the right people and opportunities. And really, it is living your purpose. And that brings us to the end of our episode today. How to get started on the journey of well-being and self-love. If you found this episode helpful, take a moment to rate and review it or share this episode with others. You will absolutely make my day if you hit the subscribe button so you can get notified every time I release a new episode. Episodes release weekly on Mondays. Post or tag your comments, thoughts about this episode on at Project Loving Myself Podcast and at Sanaya Gurnamal. I really love reading all your messages and, you know, watching all the different stories that you post. They're really, really exciting to me when I see how what I'm sharing makes an impact on your life. If you want some help in releasing the past, healing your traumas, wounds, inner child, or fears and vices, then you can head on over to www.thirdeyeonline.com to learn more about Theta Healing. Use code I love myself all caps and no spaces to get your 15% discount on a Theta Healing session. This is valid for new clients only until September 30th, 2022. You can also book your free one-on-one -on -one Theta Healing 20-minute taster session on the website. Just look for the pink button that says one-to-one. -one. Our quote for today comes from Rupi Kaur. How you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. So instead of worrying so much about your relationship with other people, perhaps it's time to focus on yourself. Perhaps it's time to pay attention to your own relationship with yourself and take that Project Loving Myself journey with me. You are so loved. Thank you for listening to this episode of Project Loving Myself brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered up by Pod Machine. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program or other programs of the network. 
Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 